The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. We are looking for a regular human black bill. Do you believe in the resurrection? Welcome to the Freeland Gazette, the unofficial Black Lightning podcast, a poppychuloradio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, November 28th, 2018, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the CW series, Black Lightning. Please welcome my co-hosts, Rohan Mittal. Hello, everyone. Professor X. Hello, everyone. And Dimitri Wejasinger. What's good, Freeland? All right. And South Freeland. We can't forget about the South. And South Freeland. Or maybe not. Let's forget about them. No, let me stop. So let's jump into our recap of Season 2, Episode 7, which was titled The Book of Blood, Chapter 3, The Sanjay, and aired uh, November 27th, 2018. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. When Black Lightning and Thunder are attacked by Looker and her clan, they fight to get her to release control over the Sanjay. Meanwhile, Jennifer and Khalil continue to grow closer. Let's check in on the ratings for Season 2, Episode 7. Black Lightning was viewed by 1.06 million total viewers, with a .3 in the demo rating. It was steady. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode. And uh, let's start off with Rohan. What did you think of Chapter 3, The Sanjay? Um, Overall, solid episode. I thought it was very well done. Uh, I enjoyed basically most of the most of the storylines even though there are some uh not going to get into specifics yet some of it uh while i enjoyed it i didn't care that much because it did feel kind of like a side thing but we'll get into specifics later i'm intrigued but overall good all right uh dimitri what about you I have emotions regarding the ending of this episode, but um, overall, very solid episode. Uh, I think the Purdy Sanjay thing started to get a little more empathetic. I think the villains got worse. I think um, Anaya really drives a lot, and her kids drive a lot of the sympathy. Um, so, yeah, I think last last episode, I thought this whole storyline was kind of kooky. I am glad it seems to have wrapped up. I don't think I could have taken much more, but it was a solid conclusion. I know, right? Professor X, what about you? 
Uh, I generally agree. I, I like the fact that they did wrap up this whole Sanjay storyline, and I don't see any sense that it'll be coming back, at least not anytime soon. Uh, you know, three episodes to go off and do sort of, you know, wacky uh, Black Lightning hijinks in the neighboring town, uh, and then, uh, you know, we can get back to, uh, you know, the, the more important stuff. Um, no, I liked it. I found it, you know, a surprisingly moving episode uh, at many times, so I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, and those moments. But no, I, I think I was a little more positive about it than, than most people. Alrighty. And uh, I will echo sort of the, the most of the sentiment that was uh, expressed about the episode. I like that this storyline was concluded in this episode. I, I do agree that if this had gone on for an additional episode, it might have been a bit too much. It's interesting that they kind of... Uh, moved away from the four episode book of arc with this storyline they, they did it in three episodes as opposed to what we have been experiencing which is uh, four episode arcs uh, so i'm glad that they did that it was an interesting storyline and i agree the the feels were hit uh, a couple of times in this episode and i thought they they handled this mythology really well like i i see what they were trying to do with this arc now after seeing uh, it in its entirety and i think i like it a little bit more than i did in the previous uh podcast recording so uh certainly kudos to the showrunners for um figuring out a way to uh to really wrap it up in a in a decent kind of way and uh and we certainly got some some interesting stuff with some of the side storylines as well, which uh, I'm very excited to chat with all of you about. So uh, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Black Lightning, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. 
We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. So, uh, I pretty much have a reason to pick any of the storylines first. Like, I have a specific reason why I would pick storyline A first, or storyline B first, or storyline C first. Uh, but um, I'm going to go with the one that's going to annoy Dimitri the most. So, which is always a good decision. Wow. It's always a good reason. So I'm going to pick our little Romeo and Juliet storyline, and we're going to discuss this first because uh, there's there's certainly a lot of development in the shipping side of things, but we also learned something about Jennifer at the end of it all, which I think is going to be pretty important. So we start off their storyline, and by Romeo and Juliet, I mean um, Jennifer and Khalil. And it looks like their connection continues to grow. What was it that the press release said? Uh, they're, they you know, they, they continue to grow closer. And, and obviously, it, it, it is happening. And they are deep. Uh. I know. They're deepening their alliance. They're, you know, they're, they're just uh, becoming inseparable. And they're meeting at the Garfield track and field, uh, or track field, I should say. And uh, Khalil is like, you know, oh, you know, I want to be able to afford caviar, and I want to offer the best life for you, Jennifer, and... Uh, oh, no, that's not what he said. Well, he, he says, said, you deserve a guy who can do that, meaning some other guy, which would have been a much better choice for Jennifer. That's not... Literally any other guy. That's not what he said. That's how you interpreted it. He said, you deserve a guy who can do that for you. He was talking about himself. He just said he was broke. Oh my gosh. They're all broke. No, let me stop. So, um, okay. So, Jennifer is... Uh, so they end up talking about what's going on with the pastor. So, and, and she's like, you know, our number one priority right now is to make sure that he's safe. And, because t apparently Tobias is hell-bent on killing this man. And uh, Khalil failed, so he's going to send uh, round two to um, murk him. And Khalil runs off to warn him, but um, the pastor wants nothing to do with Khalil uh, based off of um, holding a gun towards him. I mean, I, I kind of feel like that um, makes a, a strong point. And uh, they uh, end up, uh, um, Tobias ends up sending a, 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 what would you call it, like a assassins a group of uh, assailants what would you like um a squad of folk to go and kill the man and sounds like a bluegrass group <laughs> the squad of folk yeah yes and uh so uh so he, he ends up sending just like a a, a a gang for lack of a better word to kill the pastor and uh there's this awesome sequence because khalil and Jennifer team up to basically take out henchmen. That's what we'll call them. Take them out. And we get to see Jennifer's powers in a unique way, in a much more controlled way. Khalil obviously learns that she has powers. 
and she ends up communicating with him with them and and we see her knock out the lights in the alley uh khalil uh, ends up um doing some awesome um heroics with him with his powers as well and uh, both of them end up reuniting after uh, stopping the henchmen and uh, they end up deciding to uh, run off together so uh, we'll get into the jennifer revelation that perenna brings uh, in a moment because i feel like that should be handled uh, by itself with any sort of theorizing and that kind of thing so let's talk about uh, jennifer and khalil jennifer sharing the fact that she has powers with khalil them teaming up to stop the henchmen and then their decision to run away together from Tobias, from the Pierces, from the world. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants, right, Dimitri? I hate you and everything that you love. <laughs> so uh, I feel like we should go with the negative first. So Dimitri, have have at it. Um. Oh my god, Jen, you are 100% tripping. I don't get how you're going to show a guy who almost killed your dad that you have powers. Um, That's dangerously close. And he, he sort of almost guesses. Um, and In defense of Khalil, he did not know that he could almost kill Black Lightning. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> it... The one smart thing Jen does is Khalil's like, when he finds out she has powers, he's like, oh, are your parents like you? She's like, what, is your mom like you? Should I be worried about your mom? And I was like, okay, thank God she's not all the way 100% stupid. But, oh, my gosh. Um, she's she's tripping uh, a lot with this dude. One thing that weirded me out with her scene with Perenna, she's like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do. And Perenna's like, you know, what, what's going on? And she's like, well, what if we're together and I shock him? I'm like, that's what you're worried about? Dude's in a gang and you like, oh, what if we bang in and I shock him? Like, I don't I don't understand how, like, this whole situation is not even a thing for her. Um, I, She's got the rogue syndrome. Oh, my Lord. I, I can't with this child. I really can't. <laughs> um, Thunder, Thunder should chase him down and take him out. I'm just saying. But um, I think Khalil definitely gets a lot more uh, sympathetic this episode. Um, we see him sort of really, uh, really using Jen sort of as his as his North Star. Um, and, we, and we see that he really isn't willing to go any further um, with uh, with working for Tobias, whatever. I think his his bridge with Tobias is 100 percent burned when. Tobias rolls up on him and he just sort of runs away. So, um, yeah, I think Jen is making a selfish and extraordinarily stupid decision driving off with him, which is how uh, their portion of the episode concludes. Uh, obviously, the family is going to be hugely panicked and dealing with the fallout next episode. And also, she's going to have Tobias on her tail because... He's after Khalil, and I'm sure he won't let him go lightly. So, um, yeah, this was a horrible decision. I'm very upset at Jen. Uh, but props to, to both actors. The chemistry uh, between them has always felt real. I think 
they really kicked it up a notch. They're really trying to, you know, get these two misguided children some sympathy. Um, but uh, but in the end, uh, this is a horrible decision. She should never follow Khalil and his fake dreads having ass. Just this is going to end badly. Much like Romeo and Juliet. So, so good parallel, Jeff. Well, there's that. Um, does anyone want to agree with Dimitri? Does anyone have... Uh... A rebuttal, Professor? I feel like you need to say something, and hopefully it's not that you agree with Dimitri. Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Uh, no, I, uh, A, uh, you know, I've been shipping those two since season one, so that was great. I thought the way that they played it off uh, with Jen coming to his rescue, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, not hiding her powers, showing him who she really is, uh, was great because he was, you know, the person that she would open up to. Uh, in that way, um, and I agree. You know, running off together is dumb, incredibly stupid. But they're young; they're teenagers. That's the sort of shit stupid teenagers do every day of the week. So it felt real to me. And yes, I was angry with Jennifer. I was disappointed with Jennifer. But it's consistent with her character that we've seen since the show began. Uh, you know, Jennifer is not a big thinker. She's a bit self-absorbed. She's, uh, you know. Uh, she can come across as a bit shallow. Um, up though, hold on. I would argue that when she's advising other characters, she's actually surprisingly uh, introspective. When she's advising other characters, I yes, but when she's well. acting on her own, she was constantly doing the wrong thing last season. And she's what? Four months older than she was then? Six months older? So I'm not at all surprised that she did what she did. I mean, and we've seen from the opening of this that, you know, Khalil was at the time the love of her life. And yeah, he tried to kill her dad, but who among us hasn't tried to kill the parent of someone they love? Come on. It's Agreed. Right message. Um, so oh, I like it. Not the place. Place. Sure you have <laughs> Um, then you've never known love, my friend. You've never known love. Um, the, no, I, I, I did like how, and uh, when I was talking about, you know, uh, you know, surprisingly emotional, that was one of the things, you know, where, uh, you know, that, that, you know, lovely scene where, uh, uh, where Jen, you know, uh, creates a lightning and he sees her. And also the way that, you know, uh, Khalil isn't weirded out. He doesn't have the reaction that she was afraid of. Uh, he still sees her as Jen. He still you know, uh, loves her and wants to be with her. And now maybe it's dumb teenage love and maybe it's all hormones. I don't know. But, you know, it felt very real to the characters and it felt it felt very real to Jennifer's character and it felt very real to Khalil from season one uh, before he was shot. It did not, you know, and, and again, that, you know, we've talked about the possibility, can Khalil have a redemption arc? Well, I think not killing the priest helps. I think, you know, uh, seeking redemption through Jen uh, is possibility. Now that said... Will he die as a result of this? Oh, hell yeah. So Dimitri will be happy with that. I don't know if that's true anymore, actually, with how hard the show is shipping their relationship, but we'll see. Ooh. You're forgetting. It's, it's a CW show, which means that the more they ship them, the more likely it is they're going to kill him just to make Jennifer unhappy. Uh, it's still a CW show. That. Never forget that. Yeah. IDK, fam. That is... That, well, it, that's interesting. I love how... Professor X is on my team, but then he's killing off Khalil. And I love how Dimitri is anti this ship, but he's wishing Khalil to live. I, that's amazing. Now, I'm cool if he dies. I just don't think they're going to do it. Oh, okay. Well, poor Jordan Calloway. He can't uh, earn a paycheck. 
Are you anti-Jordan Cavalier? Oh, no. I'm not sure, but... Homeboy, homeboy deserves all the bonuses in the world. Uh, but Khalil ain't shit. Okay, well... Rohan, I do want to get your take on uh, this storyline, but I, I'm also curious um, to ask you, like, what did you think, without veering into what Perenna says later on, what did you think of how um, Jennifer was able to control her powers as well as use them to their advantage? Um, I actually really liked everything with Jennifer in this episode. Even though, like, uh, Dimitri, I'm not. Uh, I don't like Khalil and Jennifer together, mostly because I just don't like Khalil. Uh, I thought Jennifer... No one asked you, Rohan. No, I'm just teasing. I would say no one asked you that. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) I thought, uh, I thought they were... Or was I? Okay, I thought Jennifer was great, and I think the fact that her powers are very stable when she is around Khalil basically cements the fact that they are going to be a couple, despite me and Dimitri not liking that. Uh, because, and I will say, one of the the scene when um, Jennifer reveals her power, and I believe it's like a they're kind of in a dark hallway kind of thing and she just she uh creates a little ball of a ball of lightning or whatever and it illuminates the screen Uh, i thought that shot was absolutely beautiful uh great job on lighting there but the way jennifer uses her powers and the fact that she is the fact that she is so good at using them around khalil shows that she is completely uh, comfortable around him and it even shows that and uh, well the big reason is because i feel like throughout this season it's her parents are wanting to uh if you look at everyone else and how they're reacting to her powers it's uh her parents are wanting her to learn how to control it therefore they are trying to control her and keep her at home uh Anissa kind of I don't know if she explicitly says this but it's pretty clear Anissa does want Jennifer to also kind of be a superhero Uh, but in this point Khalil when he learns about her powers he's kind of like cool and he he just kind of wants her to do whatever she I mean he wants to be with her obviously but he's kind of giving her freedom and that's what Jennifer wants. And as a result, her powers are stable at that time. And I think that's really what motivates her decision to be with Khalil because while he is, in my opinion, a bad guy, uh, he is also the one kind of the only one who's letting her be who she wants to be. Well, that left a bad taste in my mouth. But, uh, but I, I liked this storyline a lot, obviously, because I ship them, and I, I find them adorable, and I'm rooting for them, I'm rooting for love, uh, I hope that what Professor X has stated, uh, does not happen, I hope that they live, and I hope that they get married, and I hope that they invite Dimitri so that he is forced to get them a, a wedding gift, a, maybe a blender. Um, 
Uh, by the good Oh my gosh, Rohan is killing people left and right. Rohan misses a week and he comes back a killer. Good grief. Kind of like Khalil. So, uh, the other bit of information that we got in this episode uh, via Perenna about Jennifer is that, uh, well, obviously the Pierces realize that Jennifer is missing. And so they ask Perenna and uh, she doesn't know exactly where Jennifer is, but she she knows that she's probably with a boy. And they she warns them that Jennifer's powers are extraordinary and that pushing her away would be dangerous for everybody. What does this mean? Is Jennifer more powerful than Black Lightning and Thunder? Maybe even Black Lightning and Thunder combined? Like, what is going on with Jennifer's powers? I guess we're lucky that she has found a way to somewhat control them and that she knows how to use them because uh, this was an interesting bit of uh, information because we haven't seen Perenna at all this arc. So... Uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, we we got this information from her. And uh, what does this mean? I'm going to open the floor to everyone. What did you all think of this bit of information that we learned about Jennifer? And any speculation? I don't know anything from the comics, but I believe in the comics, Jennifer, from what I've read, like the little morsels, is that she her powers are similar to Jefferson's. But it seems like they're going the different route in with this. It looks like they're making her even more powerful than Jefferson, maybe? Who wants to go first? Um, I don't really have much to say, but I'm just going to say I think they kind of did hint at this in Season 1. Because I recall some kind of line about uh, Jennifer being like... Uh, power generator well jefferson more like a battery so i think that is true yeah something like that so i mean that's i don't really have much to say about the prana thing uh i didn't get a lot of time to actually think about this because i literally finished watching the episode before we started doing this so uh but i did remember that line from last season i like it any other thoughts or theories on our Jennifer? It um, it does seem like she's much further along in her quote-unquote training. So um, while I think um, I think her powers—it definitely looks like her powers are pretty immense. I've never seen Jefferson do what she did this episode. Um, it does look like she will sort of be uh, have some semblance of control over them. Uh, how much control remains to be seen, and I think given her overall foolhardiness this episode, it's going to manifest itself in some not-so-convenient ways while they're taking their little road trip. But um, I do think that we're looking at probably a superpowered Jennifer who has some degree of autonomy by by like the end of this season i think it also puts um jefferson and lynn in a very interesting situation because you know uh, and something you know uh lynn sort of 
tangentially mentioned was the fact that even though she seems to be the only person in her family who doesn't have powers, um, you know, uh, it, it's one thing, you know, because Jefferson's always been the guy with the powers. He's been the hero. He's been the meta, etc. Um, suddenly, it's not just that they're dealing with, you know, Jennifer manifesting these powers at such a young age um, and dealing with the consequence of that. Someone with power who is very young and, you know, not fully developed and a bit, you know, self-centered perhaps, not making the best decisions, as you would expect of most teenagers, uh, but also to be warned by this therapist character that uh, she could be extremely powerful. That puts a tremendous pressure on the parents, you know, because I think, uh, you know, something that is not necessarily made uh, overt is, you know, the idea that, you know, the, the parents regard their, their parents, or parents regard their children uh, as their greatest creations. And, you know, a failure of the children is ultimately a failure of the parents. So I think this is going to create tremendous pressure uh, for Jefferson and Lynn. Uh, one little point I wanted to bring out was that, uh, you know, when the therapist was talking, she was talking about all the metas that she's dealt with, how many are out there. Because that's something that really hasn't been dealt with. You know, we sort of dealt with, you know, Black Lightning being the only one in Freeland. And then you have Looker in, who we'll get to in a moment, uh, in South Freeland. But could there be like way, way, way more metas out there than we know of? I'm glad you remember that, Professor X. Yeah, that was a really interesting line. Because she did make it sound like she talked to, uh, she dealt with a lot of metas. And I was thinking to myself, well, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, this arc... I think the point of this arc, I mean, besides sort of the introduction of Perenna this season, but I think this arc was used to give us the idea that there are other metas out there, that there are other uh, either first-gen metas uh, based off of the the, te- the testing back 30 years ago, and, and maybe even other different types of metas for different types of reasons uh, based off of other events in other areas. I, I think what they tried to do with uh, this uh, Book of uh, Blood arc is to really um, expand the world outside of just Freeland, because we've we've only seen Freeland. And so now that we've seen South Freeland, now with this concept of Perenna helping other metas out there, it really... Um, makes the world uh, much larger and I I wonder if we're going to be introduced to other metas maybe through Perenna or or maybe just through um, the next set of arcs uh, that that, um, we're going to see throughout the rest of the season. I think they're trying to make the world a little bit larger because I mean to be quite honest there's only so much that they can do with Tobias in Freeland. They kind of have to make the world a little bit bigger so that it isn't just, you know, almost like, um, you know, the hamster running in, in the wheel uh, with uh, Tobias. You know, the, the storylines could get repetitive. I mean, Tobias gets the upper hand, but then they stop him. Tobias gets the upper hand, and then they stop him. So I do like the concept of opening the world up just a bit more. And uh, the, the execution was a little bit weird, as we referenced in um, last week's podcast but uh if they sort of like learn from their small mistakes in in how they tried to expand the world in this uh arc i feel like uh they could veer into some really interesting storylines in the future so let's move into the main arc of the episode with looker 
a lot happens. So I'll try to do this bullet point style so that we can get into a larger conversation about this. So uh, Black Lightning searches for Anaya's missing child and uh, he ends up seeing uh, a bunch of the the purdy uh, hanging upside down from trees, um, reminiscing lynchings and that kind of stuff. And uh, he ends up getting into a fight with some of the um, the, the, the fast-moving Sanjay. But he gets knocked out, and he wakes up in a basement where he's uh, chained up, and he's got some sort of uh, um, torture device on him. And... Uh, there he meets Looker, and we learn through their conversation that, yes, she was one of the ASA vaccine kids. She manifested superpowers, and she sort of sees herself as the white version of Black Lightning. So, like, Black Lightning is a, a champion of uh, the Black community in Freeland, She's a champion of um, white pride. Uh. So this is where, for me, it kind of veered into kind of like a black exploitation type of villain with like the whole conversation about the Confederate flag. It, it went very over the top racism for me, which I think they needed to do because like they just needed to make her really despicable. Like we already saw like a glimpse of that in the previous episode and good grief. They just, they took that hog and, you know, made, made it run all the way to the end because, and I don't even know what that phrase was. I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, they just, they, they made that bitch run to the end of, of uh, the track and field uh, with the racism. I was like, good grief, man. And so they end up, uh, she ends up making the Sanjay kill Black Lightning, but they were so stupid because they use electricity. And uh, he ended up getting super powered. He ends up taking him down. There's a fight with the Sanjay with um, with uh, Thunder because obviously she's she's um, with the, the white twin. And uh, there's an awesome fight with them out there. And uh, Black Lightning ends up getting into it with Looker and her sharp fingernails. And uh, Thunder ends up breaking Looker's wrists. And um, she, it looks like, well, she is impaled. And the goo starts leaking out of her. And it, it disappears from the Sanjay as well. And uh, there was an explanation. I don't really understand it. But there you go. And now Looker is in the custody of the ASA. And um, and I will also make a note that she also can identify Jefferson. Because they there was like the whole thing with like taking him out of the, the suit. It was just, it was interesting. And, um, and out of his shirt. Yes. Which I was like, really? It, it, was, was, it was a little thirsty. It was a little thirsty. I was like. What you trying to do here, Looker? What uh, she was trying to look. It's been a while. It's been a while, maybe. She was trying to look. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this is gonna like be like a little dangling thread that we will see in the future. But if she can identify him, 
because I'm trying to remember, like, what Proctor was doing was like a rogue ASA thing, but via Agent Odell, we do see that the ASA is kind of shady anyway. So, Thanks. will she identify Black Lightning to the ASA, and, and will that cause a problem? I guess, stay tuned, uh, dot, dot, dot. So, let's see. Um, Rohan, since you were not here last week, so you didn't get to talk about any of uh, the Looker stuff uh, from the previous week, what did you think of the storyline and how it was handled in this episode? What did you think of Looker? And uh, what did you think of how uh, the storyline ended? And do, do you think Looker will be a problem in the future? Um, so, I'm going to be honest. I don't care too much about the Looker storyline as a whole or the the babies and uh, you don't care whole... about babies <laughs> no i don't uh just kill them off too while you're at it i'm just kidding oh. don't kill the babies <laughs> just kill khalil um okay so yeah for me this whole big storyline it it feels almost like a like a detour of what our main plot should be and uh i am glad that they wrapped it up in this episode because uh i don't think it was unnecessary that being said it was entertaining like every second i am actually uh entertained and entertained by the storyline uh my only gripe is i i feel like it is a detour to what the actual uh, overall plot of the season could be. Now, my opinion could change if later in the season uh, this all, stuff all becomes very important. Um, as for going into specifics for this episode, uh, you had mentioned that uh, Looker, when they had their discussion about racism and she had the, the, the Confederate flag and she talked about uh, white pride and everything uh you had mentioned that it felt very uh over the top racist uh i believe that's what you mentioned yeah well she seemed like a black exploitation villain i was like really lady okay um personally i i disagree i mean okay i agree that she was super racist uh i disagree that in terms of feeling over the top because if you've uh, if you've ever seen any type of uh, documentary where they in- interview people who are super racist, that is how they talk. And I do like how she even denies that she's a racist because that's what the racists do. They're like, they go, oh, we don't hate them. We just, you know, we're prideful for being white and s- stuff like that. So I do think the way they wrote it was uh, well done. Um, it actually reminded me of a movie that came out earlier. Uh, have you guys seen Black Klansman? Yes. Yes, I love that movie. But uh, minor, very, very minor spoilers for that. But when they introduced David Duke in that movie, who, as we know, is the head of the, the KK, uh, when they introduced him, the way he's talking is he's, if you just look at the tone of voice, he's very calm and 
relaxed and he seems like a nice guy, but then what he's saying is completely different than what he's talking. But at the same time, he's still like, oh, no, I don't hate black people. I just don't think they should interact with white people. And that's what I felt like the looker was. Uh, that's what I felt how the looker was uh, delivering her lines and how the lines were written. And as a result, for me, it didn't come off as over the top. It actually felt real. For me, uh, the ASA guy in the last season, was it Proctor, I believe, that his name was? He dropped the Make America Great Again line. He really did. Yeah. Yeah. He was very over the top, uh, and when they when they showed the Confederate flag, I was worried Looker was going to be that way, but I actually, uh, I thought she wasn't. She was a little bit more realistic with that, I mean, and they went even so far as to have her say that she's a fan of Black Lightning, so I actually really liked uh, that stuff. Um, the fight was good. There was a few too many cuts for me. That being said, overall, a uh, great fight. And yes, she did get impaled, but I believe she's alive. Uh, We'll see where that goes. I do wonder if uh, her... I do wonder if they're going to... If them giving her to the ASA is going to backfire, because obviously she knows uh, Black Lightning's true identity, so she could expose him. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised when uh, he said, give her to the ASA. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Uh, Professor X, I know you love talking about white devils. So, uh, what did you think of the conclusion to the Looker storyline? And uh, are you worried that she's going to come back uh, and look at us? We're going we're gonna to look at Looker again at some point. Uh, I agree with uh, with Rohan about uh, the uh, you know the portrayal of her. Yes, she was a racist, but she wasn't someone who sees herself as a racist, which is kind of the contemporary version of a racist. Um, and I think that was a, a very smart portrayal. Um, uh, and uh, uh, and and putting Jackson uh, Jackson, I did it again. Jefferson in that situation where he looks up and sees the flag on the wall, I can just react to that. Um, and. Uh, I just I, I, I liked a lot of the stuff in here. You know the irony of them trying to electrocute Black Lightning because they think it's his suit and not him. Uh, as soon as I saw what they were doing, I just thought, oh, oh that this was the great. worst idea in history. You guys are so stupid. Um, but of course he got you know just thanks for the recharge and then uh, goes to town on them. Uh, it was it was wonderful. But uh, the best moment, uh, which no one has mentioned yet, which I absolutely have to. Uh, is after the fight, after Looker is impaled on a conveniently placed uh, shelf bracket, <laughs> and the fluid is draining away from her, and uh, Anissa tries to explain Theta Waves, and Jefferson just goes, stop talking. And no, Dad, this is really important. I will pay you money to stop talking now. I just loved that moment, It was because it was like this, this, you know, he's gone through so much. It's been such a long, and not just a long day, but a totally batshit insane day you know because you know black lightning's been around but he's mainly fought street level thugs and and tobias whale and stuff like that this is way outside of his experience level dealing with this you know mercury like uh material and you know super fast crackers and uh and and you know uh psychic control and stuff like that he's just had enough he wants anissa to stop talking so he can go home uh, and I just loved that moment because it really felt, you know, like a great moment between a father and a daughter in that situation. The daughter's just like so excited about, I figured it out, Dad. I've got to tell you, da da da. And he's just like, I just don't care. 
so yeah, I, I really like the resolution of that. And the other thing that I think has to be mentioned is, of course, the scene where uh, you know Black Lightning has just gotten free, puts on his suit in a ridiculously quick period of time, uh, and then goes up, rescues the baby, and then you know the guy is trying to sneak up on him and just gets taken out. And it's it's not just that he takes him out; it's that he talks to the baby. Ooh, did that bad guy? He deserved it. I just love those moments. Uh, you know, it, it uh, you know introduced uh, not necessarily levity, uh, but um, a lightening of the tone for what could have been a very dark episode. Because you know, there was there was fighting, there was death, there was uh, race relations. Um, but uh, to to just to loop back to what you were asking about Looker, I hope we don't see her again. She seems very you know one note. Um, that said, you know, uh, given the ASA is, is you know, a, a sketchy organization, but what else are they going to do? The only other thing you could theoretically do is kill her. They don't have, you know, their own prison facility to throw them in, like some people uh, I could mention. So they really don't have any other option to do with that. I hope she doesn't come back. I don't think she's worth bringing back. And, like, her only power is the ability to, you know, infect all of those people around her. So if she doesn't have access to that, she's really not a threat so yeah i hope they introduced her for three episodes that was enough uh we got to explore this this weird world of south freeland but if we never go back there and we never see her again i'm quite happy with that she could become the campaign manager of a senator in mississippi entirely possible what state is freeland in i believe i'm gonna say georgia just based off of the fact that that's where they shoot it yeah, and there's never any snow, so it's probably not uh, far north. I was just, uh, yeah, I've never had that established, so. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri, anything else to add on Looker? I know that she was one of your favorites, so. Uh... I am very frightened by the potential uh, with her in the ASA, particularly because she's the missing ingredient to what the ASA would want for all those other children, right? They want them to essentially be weapons, um, and oh just yeah, because they handed... needed they needed uh, Black Lightning's blood, right? To yeah. like create something to so it'll stabilize them, right? It was one of the things they were exploring, I think, and or one of the things they were interested in, and uh, now they have a meta who can control people, so. Now, you know, if they can figure out how to harness that, then they can control all the other metas. So, yeah, I, I'm worried about, uh, you know, leaving her in the hands of the very sketchy agent who uh, is currently Lynn's boss. Odell, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing um, I saw online, I think at Den of Geek, um, that uh, is a good point, uh, is... No one in South Freeland uh, seems to know who Jeff is. In Freeland, he's described as, you know, quote-unquote, Black Jesus. Um, he's, you know, a very famous figure, recognizable everywhere he goes. It's kind of why he's able to do what he does in his civilian life. South Freeland, like, nobody seemed to be like, oh, shit, it's Jefferson Pierce. Like, nobody seemed to know. So while Looker could, she knows visually what he looks like unmasked, I don't know if she could identify him in terms of a name. So that's something to consider. Okay, that is that's, a really good point, yeah. That's why I get away with so many of my crimes. No one recognizes me. Exactly. I agree. I don't talk because they might recognize my voice, but... That is true. But that that is a really good point, and I think one of the reasons why they don't recognize him, even though 
like the cities are in close proximity is the fact that they have been dealing with their own shit like the whole um Hatfields and McCoys thing that they've got going on with the Sanjay and the Purdy that probably keeps them busy enough uh, that uh, you know ain't nobody got time to worry about what's going on in uh, regular Freeland you know South Freeland is uh, is going crazy with uh, the Sanjay so yeah, I, I, could, I could see that happening. there's also the classic racist trope of insert name of uh, racial group here they all look alike so well, there you go. She could, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, my thinking is, is just that you know Jefferson wouldn't be famous enough to be known there, particularly not among a bunch of racists. But yeah, I wouldn't think that it's going to be anything leading to the identification of Jefferson. I think there is a possibility that yeah, maybe we in a few episodes we will see that you know the ASA is working with her to you know try to control the uh, the other people. Although that said, I I don't know. Would it work on the metas? Does it only work on white people? I don't know. Are the racist ladies' powers like, also racist? That exactly. Well, like, you think about it, the powers would seem to have a manifestation, and also like when she was trying to reach out to the babies, it seemed to me that she wasn't able to reach out uh, to the black baby, which was the one that they had. So I assumed that was you know something about her power. You know, she couldn't or wouldn't use it. Uh, you know, to contact someone who was black, but it might just have been the babies were. Uh, you know. Um, uh, immune to it, so I I may have overread her racism in that. That is true. I did wonder if because they are like um, second generation, I wondered if if she would be able to uh, like control them. I mean, obviously they're babies, so like you know that that would have been interesting if if they would have gone that route. Um, like, how would you have done that with children? I mean, with uh, infants. Poop at Black Lightning. Poop at Black Lightning. Oh, I gotta change his diaper again. Oh, evil looker. Oh my God! Can we can we discuss briefly how he dumped a baby at his very strained best friend's house? A baby who was being chased by homicidal racist people, and then was like, "Oh, by the way, she needs a change." That was amazing, and he ain't shit for that. That was so grimy. Well, somebody had the shit. True, true. Um, also, how I, do you not mention that like she's being chased by metahuman KKK? <laughs> well, presumably, uh, they never established how far away South Freeland is, so I think he probably thought it was far enough away that, you know, it would be safe. That's I will say, um, I loved Henderson's reaction in that scene. Um, it was a very small scene, maybe no longer than 30 seconds to a minute, but the way Damon Gupton uh, played it was fantastic. It was just complete, like, what the hell is going on? Why do you have a, a baby? It's also one of those lines that only works in a TV show. Is that a baby? What sort of a question is that? Who would ask that in real life? Is that a baby? No, it's a real I agree. Doll. <laughs> but uh, but it did set up you know the uh, the handing off and she needs a change so yeah another uh, great line for Cress Williams in this episode. Love. So let's talk about the reunion that we've been waiting for for at least two episodes ever since certain people were bitching about his damn car. So uh, earlier 
there there was a drone that Gamby was using to aid our people and Jefferson uh, ended up finding a transmitter in the drone which allowed him to track Gamby to the hotel room in which he's staying in and uh, Gamby still doesn't know who ordered the hit on him and he's like you know I'm laying low because I'm protecting your family and Jefferson's like you are my family the feels the feels the feels the feels so I'm gonna open it up to the floor come on I know everybody had the feels even a hater like Rohan probably had the feels as well. So uh, whoever wants to go first. Wait, how am I a hater? I'm sorry. You just you just are. Everyone Dimitri knows that, was right? A hater of his car, but I don't think he was actually a hater of Gamby. Well, no, not of Gamby. Of the car, yes. It was Dimitri and Rohan hated the car, 100%. So Professor X, since you started off talking, what did you think of of the reunion? And uh, can we assume that it's the ASA that's like looking for Gamby. I feel like that's the most logical choice, but uh, maybe they're they're going to take it up a notch and it's going to be some bigger bad that's looking for him. Uh, I mentioned when we were summarizing uh, you know, our reactions to the episode that I found this one you know, surprisingly emotional. And, you know, uh, I got the feels uh, when we had uh, um, you know, Khalil and Jennifer, because I'm not a soulless monster like some people I could mention. Uh, I got the feels... Uh, you know, really strongly when uh, the pretty uh, grandfather, uh, you know, took his two grandchildren in his arms and, and looked at them and smiled. And I, I found that really emotional. Uh, but then the moment where Jefferson basically said to Gamby, don't you know your family? That was, as you say, all the feels. That was like a total payoff in terms of what we've come to know about these characters. So, yeah, that was a, a tremendous emotional payoff. For me, um, I, I think you're right. It's probably the ASA, but the fact that he is monitoring them and has heard nothing um, is interesting. I do wonder why he's sketching a motorcycle. Could that lead to something? Um, could we see black lightning on a motorcycle? Mm, could Ooh. We? Um, Hopefully the cool? motorcycle has better bulletproof thing than that ratchet-ass car. I digress. Black lightning can create force fields, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and no, we give out force fields uh, on occasion here, too. Uh, I love the fact that uh, it was uh, Jefferson who figured out uh, that uh, the Gamby was alive and tracked him down. It, uh, you know, uh, even and, you know, and Gamby had his reasons for doing it, which, you know, he argued, I'm, you know, uh, until I know who tried to track me down, everyone's at risk. Um, but that just set up the uh, yeah the emotional reaction to that. So I thought that was a great payoff. And and as I said, you know, I was a little worried that if Gamby was two episodes ago, I said that if Gamby wasn't dead, I was a little worried about what they were putting uh, Jefferson and the family through. Uh, but I thought that was this was a great uh, resolution. It wasn't you know Jefferson um, uh, reacting like some people on some over shows would that how could you not tell me i'm not going to talk to you for the next six episodes meh, meh, meh. it was you know the uh the the, no. the love is there and uh, and i thought that came across really well i thought both of them played it phenomenally well dimitri i don't think it's the the asa whoops Freudian slip um because i uh i i feel like that would be the first place gamby would look but um I 
he seems as perplexed as we are. And I, I feel like being XASA, he would know, like, all right, if they were trying to get me, like, this is who to check out. But he seems stumped, which leads me to believe it's somebody else. Um, I also, in addition to the moment where he said, you're my family, and we all choked up a little bit and pretended not to cry. Um, I, one, one moment that I really loved was, I think he had, like, something monitoring, like, radio or cell chatter that keyed in on the Pierce name. And some girl was like, Jefferson Pierce is fine as hell. And he just sort of quietly grins to himself, like, yeah, that's my boy. That's That was such, like, a like a fatherly, like, like cute, kind of jovial fatherly moment. It, it was, it was already giving me feels. I knew, I knew there were going to be feels this episode. Um, and I do, I do think they, they sold it well in terms of like, we really felt what the Jefferson family was going through. Um, but, uh, he does, you know, provide a decent justification for it. One thing that I wonder though, is like Jefferson's like, Oh, he's got, you know, like contingencies for his contingencies, I think he said. And he mentions like, yo, it's not it's not like you to leave a transmitter lying around because Jefferson was able to use that to track him. And to some degree I wonder if like he really did like not want to put his son his, you know, adopted son through too much mm. and was just like uh, whoops, I dropped a transmitter. Oh, no. But didn't we see last episode that uh, Anissa activated that transmitter when she went out in the field? She did, yes, and he was following her. Yeah, so I think she activated it. So it was actually inadvertent uh, to what she did. Uh, it wasn't any mistake that Gamby made. But it was, it was um, left it lying was, around there. That, that's but that was because Anissa left it lying there. You know, it got uh, knocked out of her, uh, you know, uh, earlier. Uh, so she didn't have it anymore. Um, uh, so I think it was it was more inadvertent than that. It was because Anissa was trying to use that tracker because she was going out into the unknown and presumably, you know, leaving breadcrumbs uh, for her dad to be able to find her or something like that. But it wasn't that uh, Gamby put it there. It was, you know, somewhat accidental because Anissa had access to the tech and just left it. That, I mean, that was how I read anyway. True, but like he's like he has contingencies for his contingencies. Not me. Okay. Contingencies. R- Rohan, anything else to add uh, with the the reunion? Um. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that I really did like the reunion. Um, Professor X hit on this earlier, and he had mentioned that if one of the other Arrowverse shows it would be uh, the character would be super angry be like oh, how could you not tell me and then they would uh, not talk to or be angry with them for like six episodes I completely agree with that which is why I love the fact when Jefferson uh, just straight up hugged him while saying uh, don't you realize you are family and as soon as he hugged him I mean I got chills uh, even the line before that, I really liked when uh, Jefferson had said, I don't know what it, whether to hug you or uh, punch you. And Gamby is just like, oh, if it makes you feel better, go ahead and punch me. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, I thought it was that little exchange um, really, uh, if it's really good, how do I say this? Uh, 
that kind of summarizes their relationship very well, which is they will do, which is uh, even when uh, one person does something that hurts the other, uh, at the end of the day, they're always going to come back to each other and they will continue to uh, love each other almost like father and son. So I loved the re- reunion. Uh, I wonder what's going to go forward because according to the world, Gamby is dead. So what's going to happen with his um, with his shop? Uh, is Jefferson going to take it over maybe because right now he's not the principal? So we'll see. And maybe now Gamby uh, can focus more on uh, helping Jefferson with all of his Black Lightning stuff. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen going forward. And I just loved this scene. Uh, favorite scene of the episode by far. All right. I don't think I can add anything else to the uh, about the scene. It was really good. I'm glad that they they did it in this episode. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing him reunite with uh, the Pierce girls because I feel like yes. that's going to be another the feels type of scene. I, I'm looking forward to that. So we just uh, we got to get Jennifer back first. So any other thoughts on the episode? Any small moments that you want to reference before we head into the um, MVP? Yes. Okay. Uh, Thunder Grace is back. We had a super cute scene, followed by another hint at Grace's powers. Um, and I can't wait for her to stop taking those pills, whatever they are, and tell Thunder that she is also a meta so that they can team up and we can finally have a superhuman Thunder Grace duo uh, that will give me life. I co-sign. Okay, so now it is time for the MVP, the most valuable player. Which character impressed you the most and why? The rules are simple. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. And if someone has already mentioned the character that you're going to choose, you must select a different one. So, uh, because he's not a hater, Professor X, you may go first. Well, tempted though I am to choose Khalil just to hear uh, Dimitri grinding his teeth in the background. Instead, I'm going to do something even nastier, which is choose Black Lightning. Uh, Black Lightning was fantastic in this episode. And I know it's a bit of a cop-out to choose the uh, the titular character, but he was just fantastic. You know, uh, running low on power, uh, you know, the idea that they thought they'd, you know, kill him by electrocuting him. As soon as they strapped into that uh, that uh, uh, bed spring uh, with the wires, I was just and and him playing it, you know that you know like he was being hurt by it, so they would keep feeding him more and more juice. Oh my god! Uh, the scene with Anissa, you know, making the save uh, from uh, from off the uh, uh, off camera, uh, and then as I said before, the scene with Anissa just stopped talking, um, dropping off the baby Henderson. She needs a change, and then of course. As if all that wasn't enough, that final scene with Gamby. Oh, my God. Uh, Chris Williams was just so, so damn good in this episode. Uh, yeah, as much as I want to choose Khalil to piss other people off, I can't choose anyone else if I get to go first. I like it. Great choice. And I hope you pissed them all off. Rohan, you are a hater, uh... but uh, you weren't <laughs> here last week, so you may go before Dimitri. 
Um, I kind of wish Professor X did pick Khalil. That way I could have chosen Jefferson. Um, Almost but... like that was what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will go with Anissa. So you will pick Khalil? I... No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go with Anissa. Because I actually... Uh, she was... It's her and Jefferson were the big, uh, the two big uh, st- kind of Jefferson's the main character of this episode and the show, obviously. And I feel like uh, Anissa was kind of second secondary in this episode. Uh, she did a lot of the fighting with uh, in the Looker plot. Her her fight scene was actually, like I said earlier, was very good. A little bit too. Um, like I said, too many cuts, but overall fantastic fight scene. And I did love the scene when she's trying to explain the Looker's powers to Jefferson. So I got to go with Anissa here. I thought she was uh, great in this episode. I like that she's with Grace at the end and great fight scene. So for me, it's Anissa. I mean, the fact that I didn't get to pick Jefferson is the reason that it's Anissa. Well, that's what happens when you're a hater. You don't get to go first. So, Jefferson Pierce, Anissa Pierce, uh, check, check. Dimitri, who's your MVP and why? OMG. Um, everybody sitting down? Oh. With Jefferson and Anissa gone, I gotta give this one to Khalil. He, no. uh... He, he, with with those two out of the way, he by far had the most interesting arc. His character has really shown growth. He did try to get Jen to leave him alone for her own safety. He did go back to try and persuade the Reverend again at his own personal risk. Um, I still don't like him, but he was by far like the most interesting character this series. And it almost makes us more sympathetic to Jen, who I did like her this episode, but the decision to go with him is so colossally stupid that I just can't co-sign. Um, whereas Khalil, I'm like, I feel like he did a lot to earn, uh, or Jordan Calloway did a lot to earn this character some sympathy this episode. It's, it's a, a huge change in a lot of ways and we really we really see his vulnerable side um so yeah khalil khalil gets it i i, I kind of want to take a shower but uh but i mean props you know th- this uh this whole transition of of his character is is written in a in a very sympathetic way but also uh, a believable way where like um it's not a complete you know disney-esque about face but uh but we really sort of sort of see i feel like the core of the of the guy uh that said still ain't shit still rooting against him still don't think jen should have gone with him but by far uh, a huge scene stealer this episode ha 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 my evil plan comes to fruition the professor is amazing and i love that no one picked my top choice because i'm going to give it to jennifer i loved me some jennifer this episode i love that it was it was like her initiative to go and save the pastor I love that we got to see her using her powers in like a pretty awesome and spectacular kind of way. 
yeah, maybe her going off with Khalil is not the best idea, but uh, I 100% Stupid. agree with... Well, I 100% agree with what the professor said. She's a teenager. He's a teenager. I feel like on the show, they have to be at least 16, maybe. 17, maybe. But they're still young and dumb. So she's going to do something young and dumb, and he's going to do something young and dumb. And I felt like it was perfectly appropriate for the characters to decide that this is what they needed to do to fix their life. I mean, obviously, it was the worst decision, but uh, I I didn't mind it because she's young and she's supposed to make mistakes. But uh, they are adorable together. I love that they are so, so supportive of one another. I, I also agree that maybe it was not the best idea to show Khalil about the powers, just because, not that he's going to, like, rat her out, but it's almost like one of those situations, like, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you this, uh, this top-secret bit of information because I don't want your life to be at risk. And I, I feel like him knowing it, it, it could lead to um, some sort of situation in which either Khalil or Jennifer is uh, put into trouble because, you know, too many people are starting to know her secret. His uh, dumbass is already in trouble. Well, there is that. But, yeah, I'm going to give it to Jennifer. I, I loved me some Jennifer. Shout out to China Ann McLean. She always brings it. And uh, I, I just, I love what they're doing with her. And I'm very fascinated by her powers. And uh, that little rev revelation at the end made Jennifer even more interesting. So, all right. And shout out mm -hmm. to China for that dope song that was playing at the end. Oh, yes. Yes, a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know that she, she can sing. Yeah, she was a Disney Was that her singing? Oh, my God. That I was her. That, that was her. I thought it was her. a really interesting and appropriate song. I had no idea that was her singing yet. Yeah, I think I think she did do, like, a couple of, like, kids bops with Disney she has this well, song called like, Calling All the Monsters. Oh, I love I Calling All the Monsters. Back and listen to that again. Well, there it's was cute. a, um, yeah. she had a whole show on Disney, and she would sing in, like, every episode. What? Yeah, Damn. she was in, um, what was that, sh uh, I don't remember what that was. Either Rohan's a lot younger than us, or he's a lot creepier than us. Rohan is a lot younger than us. Okay. Uh, I won't divulge I, his age. I, I also have a little sister. Both? Oh, now he's giving excuses. All right, Rohan. Rohan is definitely creepier than us. <laughs> I swear to God, when this show when this show aired, I think I was like fourteen at the time. So. Uh, oh well, Aww. like two years ago. So um. Uh, oh, nicely played. <laughs> yes, thank you. High five to uh, the professor. Push him to the burn unit. <laughs> yes. Uh, he can visit Savitar there. So um. Wait. <laughs> Now, well, shout out to China and McLean. Check out her music. She, she's actually, she does a really good job. Uh, so now it is time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 electrical bolts? The point system is allowed. And if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may grant it. Bum, ba, da, da, the coveted electrical force field. I'm giving extra emphasis because I don't feel like anyone will be giving it an electrical force field, but who knows, maybe I might get surprised. Maybe someone might uh, might pick it out of spite based off of uh, my lack of... Uh, lack of... Uh, um, um, whatever. Based on me not feeling like anyone's going to give it. 
one. So uh, let's start off. Let's start off with the youngest one, Rohan. Um, I thought it was very good episode. I thought it was very well done. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, the looker stuff, while uh, very enjoyable, I don't care that much about it, and that's the only reason why I wouldn't give this episode a 10, so I'm going to give it an 8. It's So it's a very good score, very entertaining, uh, very good episode. Uh, I just don't care too much for the looker storyline. I'm glad that's done. That took a sharp turn. Uh, when he said, I'm not going to give it a 10, I was like, oh, that's why I'm going to give it a 9. But he goes, I'm going to give it an 8. That was um, that was a little bit of misdirection. Thank you, Rohan. Professor X, how would you rate this episode? Well, proving you're not quite as clever as you think you are, Electrical Force Field. This had all the feels. And honestly, a lot of the stuff that we said we didn't, well, some of us didn't like, but I liked uh, Jen and... Uh, uh, and uh, Khalil, I, because as I said, I've been convinced they were going to get back together from the beginning. Um, I and wasn't you have crazy a heart. about them running off together, but I accept that this is what people at that age would do. Um, uh, I like the fact that they dealt with the whole looker and uh, you know the, uh, the the creepy white devils, uh, you know, in just three episodes. Get it done. Get out of there. Never go back to South Freeland. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, honestly, I I came close to tearing up three times in this episode, and I had three solid out loud, oh, I can't believe they just did that laughs in this episode. So this was a really, really solid piece of entertainment. So for me, electrical force feeling. I love being surprised, and this is one of those moments. I'm genuinely, pleasantly surprised, Professor X. That's interesting. So we've got an eight. We've got an electrical force field. Dimitri, where do you stand? Are you Team Rohan? Have you somehow found yourself on Professor X's side, or are you going to do your own thing? Um, well, I think earlier in the in the podcast we talked about is Rohan a hater, and I think uh, he just confirmed that he is. I'm torn between a ten and an electrical force field. The only reason I'm hesitant to give the electrical force field is. I feel like Black Lightning has had so many like mind-blowing plots, uh, usually revolving around Tobias's like plan and Jefferson trying to reel against that. Um, and this, Trust this your plot feelings. wasn't mind-blowing. Join us, Dimitri. Jefferson, like the the plot wasn't as mind-blowing, but there were so many mind-blowing and tearjerker and hugely emotional moments. So. I'm a I'm a do I'm a do half an electrical force field. I'm gonna put an electrical force field right around the moment where Jefferson says you are my family and the rest of the episode gets a ten. Um I think if like Tobias was the main antagonist, um this this probably would be like a mind blowing episode. Um Looker while I it would have got a full electrical force field. Looker while Yeah, it while she, I, I 100% agree with Rohan, um, just being on the internet, unfortunately, and sometimes even in conversation, you, you'll see people who very much echo Looker, and I think she was great commentary, but I just didn't find her as intimidating a villain. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm sort of with him in that. I wasn't 
as engaged in this storyline. I was rooting for Anaya and her family to make it out and be okay. But I wasn't so much like get Looker or watch out for Looker. So yeah, I'm like ten and half a force field. Okay, that still counts as an electrical force field. So uh, ah, well, you're, you're little, just doubly uh, wrong then. Your prediction, fuzzy math. Well, the thing is, I usually do a really good job of reading the room with the initial reaction, but you all. You all were lying during your initial reaction because the professor was the only one that gave it like a really glowing one. So um, I see what y'all are trying to do. And, uh, you know, I am someone that will fall for peer pressure any day. Um, I was leaning towards, I, I didn't know where I was going to stand. It was like anywhere between a nine, nine and a half, maybe even a ten. But uh, I'm just going to ride the electrical force field train, and I'll give it as well, because uh, there were some really great emotional moments in the episode. I wasn't that enthused about Looker as well, but there were awesome moments in the storyline, and I got to give the writers props, as I mentioned during my initial reaction. They did a really good job of wrapping this up in a very interesting way, because I feel like we were all kind of, well, except for Rohan, since he was, uh, his hating ass was not here in the previous podcast, but I love this recurring gag of Rohan being a hater. It's amazing. Although Dimitri has one too, so don't think we've forgotten, right, Professor? Dimitri has an accurate impression of Khalil. That's different from being a hater. Hater, hater. I agree. <laughs> oh, Oh, look, my even G, Rohan agreed G. that you're a hater. No, 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 I agree with Demi. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying now to save face. But I did mention in my initial reaction that they did a really good job of, of wrapping it up. And so I give the writers props. And I totally understand what they were doing with this. They're expanding the world. And while the start of this was a little hit or miss, because uh, it was very weird, but them being um, self-aware of the weirdness was also pretty awesome and um i do think looker will be a problem i hope that she isn't an immediate threat i hope that this is something that we um catch up on later on in the season if even this season uh just because it was a lot to take in in with just two episodes of looker uh, the reunion between our family at the end was amazeballs and uh you know fuck what the haters say but uh i don't know what i what are we gonna call them um because she doesn't have a name yet so uh jen leal kalelifer no apocalypse apocalypse what romeo and juliet they were adorable uh, i i loved them together i loved them fighting crime together that was fantastic I thought they were so cute together, and, and um, I don't agree that they should have ran off, but it's going to lead to an interesting storyline, and I'm just fascinated by her powers. I, I can't wait to see more of it, so um, I'm so proud of her for controlling her powers and, uh, I guess, doing a lot of therapy sessions um, off-camera, because, man, was she uh, on point. So, yeah, I will co-sign with the electrical force field. So, three electrical force fields and uh, and one Rohan. Hater. <laughs> Bats. So. 
8 out of 10 is still a very good score. Yes. You can be proud of yourself. <laughs> Join us next time for a brand new installment of the Freeland Gazette. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Freeland Gazette. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions? suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for the Freeland Gazette and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My co-hosts, the non-haters and haters alike, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Wishing you a safe Sanjay Liss Sleep. Freeland. South Freeland. All of Freeland. Okay, All the well, Freelands. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of the Freeland Gazette every Thursday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night. <laughs>